so much for listening to the Brian Quick Experience podcast today. My name is Brian Quick and I am the host. And guys, I've realized that it's been almost 12 days since I have submitted a podcast and it's just gotten a little away from me, I have to be honest. Um, I've been really busy with other projects, but I'm back and I'm going to be submitting, submitting, submitting more podcast information for you guys. Um, I hope you are ready for a good, fun talk today. We are going to be talking about the role of communication in the modern world. But before we do that, let's start out with the fact of the day. Like always, stay true to what I like to start out with. If you are a shoe shopper and you like shoes, I love shoes. I like boots more than anything. Do not go shopping late at night because your feet can get 5 to 10% larger at the end of the day than they are in the morning. Isn't that crazy? So, let's talk about the growing importance of the spoken word. Let's start out with talking about the importance and how it grew of communicating. You see, prior to the invention of the printer, we lived in a largely speech-oriented world. We had to communicate verbally to each other. And only a few actually could read or write. And if you could actually read or write, It probably meant you were really wealthy and very educated, but it was very, very few. Okay, Speech communication helped get most of the work of the world done. That's how we communicated back in the times. That's how it started. We we spoke verbally. That's how we got everything done all over the world by verbal communication. You see, religious observances were spoken or sung. Culture was oral. You see, with the invention of the printer and increasing literacy in the Western Europe and North America, written messages became much more important. And you see, okay, so since World War II, the technology that emphasizes the spoken word has grown with great rapidity. Have you ever noticed in the movies, um, like in Pearl Harbor or um, Band of Brothers or Saving Private Ryan, anytime a fellow soldier dies, you see all those desks of women, desks and women typing on their typewriters the forms of the the death um, so that it can go to the families. You see, that's how they communicated to those families. And they didn't have a copy machine. They didn't write one form and then just copy it and copy it and copy it and make more copies. They had to write each sheet over and over and over again. And have you ever noticed also in those movies that they have stacks and stacks of paper and forms just on their desk? You see, they found themselves buried under a blizzard of paper memos, forms, reports, abstracts, prospectuses, and letters. It soon set in to them that 
encouraged by the development of ways to talk together across distances, such as the efficiency of a telephone system that allows conference calls among several people in different cities so that business meetings could um, take place, so that they could, they could get a letter in the mail, but they could also communicate a lot more effectively just do by telephone. See, the invention of the telephone, in my opinion, and the radio led the way of the new communication of the world. It just did. It led it. You know, many, 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 many observers like McLuhan became perhaps the most popular, um, found that growing importance of speech communication profoundly significant in the telephone and the radio. So, can you imagine how hard it was back in that time? Do you have to type every little thing over and over again, not having any type of copier? You know, we can we can make one thing now, right? One form of paper on Word, print it, and then make copies and copies and copies. But no, they had to literally write it over and over and over again. Isn't that crazy? Now, let's talk about the television. Okay? All the technology of spoken communication create a new way of thinking and give us a new perception of the entire world. You see, events around the globe pour upon us in our living room. See, a natural disaster in Pakistan or in Haiti is as close as a tornado in our neighboring state. You see, the typical American is washed in oral messages for several hours every single day. We live in an age of information, which is to say we live in an age of communication, essentially, of basic quality of life and of consciousness is largely a function of communication skills. You see, if you have trouble speaking a certain language, you're going to experience less. What you cannot talk about, you cannot fully experience. You see, we live in an age in which we sometimes get messages from someone standing in front of us giving a speech. But we also get messages while being hammered by rock music, while we are watching light shows like and looking at images projected on the screen. You see, when I do drum clinics, I like to write my drum clinics, according to what I'm talking about, on the, on the drum set. If there's a deep moment and I'm about to do another solo, I try to make that solo a little darker. If there's a hype moment, I try to, you know, inspire with some cool things. I try to communicate verbally and musically together. You see, we get images and we get messages every single day through communication. And I think one of the most um, effective of all modern persuasion devices is the television commercial. Man, they use they can use music, slogans, dancing drama, um, let's see, still pictures, moving pictures, animated cartoons, poetry, and arguments, you know, all orchestrated into a tight, smooth sales pitch crammed into a 60 seconds or less commercial. Is that, is that not just amazing? You know, a lot of people watch the Super Bowl just because of the commercials. That's it. Because of how catchy they are. But you see, what we don't realize is the communication events of today are frequently aimed at mass audiences. Messages are brief and polished and usually have to compete for our attention with hundreds of other messages. 
Okay, this fight for attention leads communicators to use every avenue of the census for to, to reach us. Hold our attention and persuade us to buy a particular car, adopt a new um, clothing line, or vote for a certain candidate. You see, we got to be careful because we're always trying to be persuaded. You see, much occurs, however, though, on the motion picture screen, on the television set, and over the radio. That is intentional, yet we take it even, and even as we pay attention to other things. You see, are the long-haired characters the good guys or the bad guys? We ask ourselves in like the movies like Thor or, or the Marvels. Um, are the hippies the heroes or the villains? You know, again, in Marvel movies, I don't know why I'm going to Marvel movies, but I just keep thinking of Marvel movies. Um, are the drug users we see in the movies or on TV cool and admirable or sad and bewildered, you know? Do you gradually get the impression that the mayor is a fool as you watch him answer reporters on, on a news show? You know, sometimes I'm like, man, that's just so scripted. That's so scripted. I don't feel like that's an authentic answer. You know, do you ever begin to wonder if, like, the Marines are great guys or if they or if the cops are the good guys in movies you know you sometimes like you get so confused you see much of what we believe and much of how we act derives from those sometimes unintended impressions gained from like televisions and radio stations and film impressions which are reinforced when we talk with our family and friends you see we can watch the same movie and get different perspectives isn't that crazy See, talking and listening are among the most important things we do. Yet, we do them so easily and naturally, for the most part. We don't really think about sometimes what we say and speak. That's why the Bible tells us to think before we speak. Because we don't realize how our words will affect others. But it's just so easy to say it. You know, sometimes the hardest thing we have to do when we cannot talk easily and are very um, limited, like me, I don't feel like I actually have a very great vocabulary, to be honest with you. I've never been a great speaker, and, I, and so one thing I've always wanted to do is speak because I want to get better. I want to get better at speaking. I want to become um, professional at speaking. You know, sometimes the hardest thing to do, though, is to talk to people in a group or by itself. You know, some people can talk to a crowd of audiences. A crowd, I mean a crowd of thousands and not have a problem, but you put them one-on-one -on -one with somebody and they can't do it. Or vice versa. You know, why do we feel um, tense or excited when we try to communicate with some people, but then on other occasions we, we get so nervous? You know, tension comes when we must, when, I think that tension comes when much is at stake, and I think sometimes it's hard, we get nervous, you know, when we feel failure, will be unpleasant, you know, perhaps even punishing to us, and success will be pleasant and rewarding. So the body alerts itself for verbal battle or for the flight. You know, a good way, I think, to understand how vital speech communication is to you personally is to sit down for a few minutes and recall your own feelings over the last couple of days. Okay? Did you get um, turned up in an argument with a friend? Um, with a date with your husband or wife? Do you feel nervous and excited and in class because you wanted to say something but were afraid of what others would think of you? Were you ill at ease at a party where you did and, and know anybody, where you didn't know anybody? 
Did you turn your face away and avoid having to talk to somebody because you felt that particular conversation might be uncomfortable? You know, before I go any further into the ways we are all involved in communication, we should probably realize two things. One, if you are shy and find it difficult to talk to people, that doesn't necessarily make you a poor communicator. Okay, and if you talk easily with anybody and everybody, you're not necessarily a good communicator either. Okay, the shy person can can be compassionate and understanding and convey more with a quiet, yes, I understand, than the person who talks on and on. Both extremes of people need to work toward the goal of give and take communication. You see, that's what communication is ultimately based on, is giving and taking. You see, humans, we are a social animal. We are. And I think that actual other animals, I mean, look, you can hear birds chirping. They're communicating. You know, dogs have forms of communicating. Every species has a form of communicating. You see, and I think that people think that when we don't have people to communicate with, we feel alone. It's almost punishing, right? But if we have lots of friendships, they are rewarding. You know, we all have to get along with people every day. Can you imagine living your day, living your life every single day with getting along with no one? Can you imagine that? How exhausting that would be? You see, if we live in a family, we have to get along with parents, brothers, sisters, and other relatives. And mostly importantly, when we're married, my word, husbands and wives and children, when we're married, we have to get along. I know it's not going to always happen, but when we are in an argument, or like I call it, tiffy, we have to learn how to give and take. You see, most younger women... Men and women are anxious to be able to talk easily and well with other young people, to make friends, enjoy dates, and come to know, you know other people. With so much evidence around us that communication problems cause unhappiness, even divorce, most of us are eager to do a better job of communicating than um, perhaps our parents or grandparents. You know, a lot of times, majority of divorces happen because of the lack of communication. Because of lack of communication, if you're financially um, struggling with your, you know, in your family, it's probably a lack of communication there. Um, you know, I mean, communication is key, and if you don't want to invest in communicating with other people, then you're going to struggle because communication is everything. Most of us are drawn to people outside the family, okay, particularly others in our peer groups, you know, our friendships. You know, people in our general age, you know, we feel we have a lot in common with. But sometimes, though, we find ourselves drawn to people who are quite different from us. Have you ever noticed that? People who strike us as being unusual, um, almost like you're, almost like when you're hanging out with them, you're just like a book folding or a movie, um, you know, and it's exciting, right? You know, perhaps largely because they do differ from us. I think that's why we connect with them. And communicating with people who are quite different from us poses additional problems of insight you see and understanding and requires a higher level of communication ability because if they're totally different they're probably going to communicate differently as well okay so much of the misunderstanding that plagues us in our social relationships both with those who are close to us and who are much like us and with those who are quite different from us comes from bad habits of communication you see 
if we look at our communication habits honestly and objectively and make conscious, supervised efforts to improve ourselves, we can form better habits. I promise you that. You see, most college students have already come in contact with other communication difficulties and special needs every person finds when he moves outside the home and school and into the world of work. You see, that's why I can't stand it when I see helicopter parents. If you're a helicopter parent, stop helicoptering your child. If you don't know what that means, stop making every decision for them. Stop communicating for them. Let your child communicate because if you coddle them and make every communication for them and take every single action for them and make every single decision for them when they get out to college and they get into the real world they're not going to know how to do it and they're going to struggle so stop it let your child make some decisions it's okay to oversee it but let them even if you know it's going to be a mistake sometimes i think that it depends on the level of severity of the mistake um, there are some mistakes that obviously we do not want our children making and we have to step in. Um, but, you know, start small and let your child start making decisions. Let them figure out how to communicate. Because if not, we're going to really hurt them when they get out into college or the workforce. You know, and if you are that way as a student or someone who has been coddled, you know, you find yourself presented with as a person and as a commodity, you are a particular person, okay? You are an individual person. I don't care if you're a great communicator or a bad person, you are a person. Okay, but if you are trying to sell your skills to somebody who needs those skills, like I said, you are becoming a job interview. That's what I meant when I said that. Sometimes when we um, don't know how to communicate, we try to almost use um, our sales tactics to be friends with people. You see, it's kind of like being face-to-face with a prospective employer. We all become acutely aware of the importance of basic communication skills in getting and holding a job, right? But while the job interview may be a um, particularly graphic example of the importance of communication in business, um, industry, government, education, and the professions, etc., every work situation demands a wide variety of speaking abilities. You see, every job in today's complex urban culture brings us in contact with other people. That's why, parents, you've got to stop coddling. See, often we must cooperate with others as in part of a team working to reach some objectives. Not everything in life is going to be only about you. We have to get along comfortably with other people as we work together. We often must be able to explain things to others so that they can carry out their part of the job or join with us if the job requires coordinated efforts. See, people in management positions discover that most of what they do in their job is communication. After all, right, a supervisor seldom moves a subordinate around physically. Very rarely do they move them around physically. Management requires the ability to organize, coordinate, and delegate duties and responsibilities and to integrate the efforts of the group. A manager must also gain the willing cooperation of the workers. You see, not only do, not, even if the um, manager can speak well and communicate well, he has to be able to get those workers to actually do it. All managerial tasks um, require the ability to communicate clearly and persuasively with subordinates. 
Okay, no matter what sort of job one has, though, many decisions are made in a meeting of several people. Not one decision is made by one single person. You, you see that? Like most of the jobs and decisions are made in a meeting of several people. If you are a business stop, and you are the owner or, or a, a, an executive, stop trying to make decisions on your own. Form a team. I've never seen a business succeed on one person. It's always been a team effort. It's always been somebody in a team who surrounds himself by a good group of people. You see, most of the important work is done in small groups of discussions. You know, the ability to communicate effectively in group meetings is basic to success on the job. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Much research has been done about how groups work. And this topic is will test and be proven. I guarantee it. You can take it to any any professional um, establishment and ask them, "Hey, do you have a, did you have a team to help you, or is it, did you do this on your own?" I guarantee it. They're going to say they had some form of people to help them. You see, we need communication skills to live successfully and happily and to work effectively. We need them also to help us move through what is popular. Okay, how can I say this? The maze of government, should I say. Let's call it the maze of government, red tape, with which all of us come in contact with at one time or another. You see, government agencies related to city, county, state, and nation have an important dollar and cents effect upon us, right? We have to learn how to talk with people responsible for income tax problems housing, licensing, and social welfare. We may have to help our parents fill out in intricate Medicare forms. See, frequently we find ourselves in positions where we must meet the public either as part of a service industry or in some sales capacity. Meeting the public requires skill in opening conversations and giving clear directions or providing information quickly and in an interesting fashion. To be a successful salesman, guys, if you're a sales, to be a successful salesman, you need a high level of speaking ability. You've got to be able to speak at a high level. You see, selling requires selling requires the ability to meet people and to explain ideas clearly. Selling also requires skill in the use of techniques of persuasion. You see, persuasion is one of the most challenging but interesting and exciting dimensions of an interpersonal communication. It's the most exciting, in my opinion, persuasion. Man, communication ability is vital in in a final economic sense when we spend the money we have earned on a job. You see, where we go, where we are encouraged to buy something, billboards, you see billboards, television commercials, like I said earlier, radio commercials and newspapers and magazine ads tell us how to spend our money. They tell us. Persuasive messages are everywhere. We need to know about persuasion, not only to be more influential in our own lives, guys, but also to be able to spot a phony ad and an illogical argument or an appeal to our emotions rather than our illogical considerations. You see, when we buy something really important, such as a car or a home, 
or even when we make a sizable purchase, such as a refrigerator, um, a television set, or a boat, we find ourselves involved in an important communication event, right? Skillful persuaders try to sell us their particular product. Okay, if a person does not listen carefully and critically, a salesman will give him, in addition to the information he needs in order to compare product products, much additional suggestions aimed at persuading him to buy the salesman's product. See, sometimes salesmen seem to work at keeping the customer from making careful comparisons with other similar products on the market. You see, they, they try to help avoid you to compare other product prices and um, quality. See, as we talked here, knowing we are listening to a hard sell, we, we nonetheless want the basic information about the product. And we try to sift facts from suggestion. Most of us find it far easier to turn off a television commercial than to resist the efforts of a face-to-face -face salesman, right? It's a lot easier just to hit power off or change the channel than it is just to walk away from a salesman. So, so as you learn more about communication techniques, okay, in the future, invest in that, guys, learn. Okay, particularly about persuasion. You have to learn about persuasion. Um, you, I think that you'll start realizing that you're going to become much more aware of the techniques used to make you consume this or that particular product or idea. Um, so be on guard of persuasion. Learn the art of persuasion, guys. Learn the art of persuasion. Um, so that, that's going to be a wrap today. Thank you so much. I hope that you thought this topic was an interesting topic. Um, communication is key. Always be investing in communicating. Um, a great book to get if you want to learn a little bit about communicating is by John Maxwell. It's called Everyone Communicates But Few Connect. It will take your communication level to the next level. Thank you so much. Send me any email comments, any email questions that you may have to my website at www.brianquick.net. Have a great day. Go change the world. See you later.